Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast, the podcast where I share true crime stories for your entertainment. But you might lose some sleep after listening to some of these stories. I'm your host, Larry Lease. After reading about true crime stories, I condense all the content and bring valuable information to you. To stay up to date with all of my content, check out my Twitter account, True Crime NS. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform like Good Pods. This show is sponsored by Poddex. And as always, we'd like to thank Poddex for sponsoring this episode. Poddex is an honest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Shuffle up, ask a question, let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com, let the content roll. Don't forget to use the code Larry21 for 10% off your order. And in this season, it's all about infamous assassinations. And today, we're diving into the assassination slash murder of Beatles legend John Lennon. On the evening of December 8th, 1980, English musician John Lennon formerly of the Beatles, was shot and fatally wounded in the archway of Dakota, his residence in New York City. His killer was Mark David Chapman, an American Beatles fan who was incensed by Lennon's lavish lifestyle and his comment that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. Chapman said he was inspired by the fictional character Holden Caulfield from the novel The Catcher in the Rye, a phony killer who despises hypocrisy. But before I go into detail on the whole story, let me give you some background information. So, starting out with Mark David Chapman, the killer. He was a 25-year-old former security guard from Honolulu, Hawaii. He was a fan of the Beatles with no prior criminal convictions. J.D. Salinger's novel, The Catcher in the Rye, had taken on a great personal significance for Chapman, to the extent that he wished to model his life after the novel's protagonist, Holden Caulfield. One of the novel's main themes is his rage against adult hypocrisy and phonies. Chapman claimed that he had been enraged by Lennon's infamous 
much publicized remark in 1966 that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. And by the lyrics of Lennon's songs, God, where Lennon states that he does not believe in God or Jesus, and imagine, where Lennon altruistically states, imagine no possessions, yet had a lavish lifestyle as depicted in Anthony Fawcett's 1976 book, John Lennon, One Day at a Time, Making Lennon a Phony. On October 27, 1980, Chapman purchased a five-shot 38 caliber Charter Arms revolver in Honolulu, Hawaii for $169, needing only a driver's license and to complete two forms. He flew to New York on October 29th after contacting the FAA to learn the best way to transport a revolver. Chapman learned that bullets can be damaged on the plane, so he arrived without ammunition, and therefore left New York on November 12th or 13th, took a flight back to New York on December 6th, and checked into the Upper West Side YMCA for a night before moving to a Sheraton Hotel in Midtown Manhattan. Then, December 8th, 1980. Chapman waited for Lennon outside the Dakota in the early morning and spent most of the day near the entrance to the Dakota, talking to fans and the doorman. During that morning, Chapman was distracted and missed seeing Lennon step out of, ca out of a cab and enter the Dakota. Later in the morning, Chapman met Lennon's family nanny, Helen Seaman, who was returning from a walk with Lennon's five-year-old son, Sean. Chapman reached in front of the housekeeper to shake Sean's hand and said that he was a beautiful boy, quoting Lennon's song, Beautiful Boy, Darling Boy. Portrait photography, Annie Leibovitz, apologize, can't say her name right, went to the Lennon's apartment to do a photo shoot for Rolling Stone magazine. She promised them that a photo of the two of them naked together would make the front cover of the magazine. She took several photos of John Lennon alone, and one was originally set to be on the cover. Although she did not want to be naked, Lennon insisted that both he and his wife be on the cover. After taking the pictures, she left her apartment at 3.30 p.m. After the photo shoot, Lennon gave what would be his last interview to San Francisco DJ Dave Shulman for a music show to be broadcast on the RKO Radio Network. At around 5 p.m., Lennon and Ono, delayed by a late limo shared with the RKO radio crew, left their apartment to mix the song Walking on Thin Ice, an Ono song featuring Lennon on lead guitar at the record plant. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. As they left the building, they were approached by Chapman, who asked for Lennon's autograph, a common practice on a copy of his album Double Fantasy. Lennon liked to give autographs on pictures, or pictures, especially to those who had been waiting for long periods of time to meet him. Later, Chapman said, He was very kind to me. Ironically, very kind and was very patient with me. The limo was waiting, and he took his time with me, and he got the pen going, and he signed my album. He asked me if I needed anything else. I said, No, no, sir. He walked away, very cordial and decent man. Paul Goresh, an amateur photographer and a Lennon's fan, took a photo of Lennon signing Chapman's album. 
Bunnin spent several hours at the record plant, returning to Dakota at approximately 10.50 p.m. Lennon wanted to be home in time to say goodnight to his son before going to the stage deli restaurant with Ono. The Lennons exited their limo on 72nd Street instead of driving into the more secure courtyard of the Dakota. The Lennons passed Chapman and walked toward the archway entrance of the building. As Ono passed by, Chapman nodded at her. As Lennon passed by, he glanced briefly at Chapman, appearing to recognize him from earlier. Seconds later, Chapman drew his gun, which was concealed in his coat pocket aimed at the center of Lennon's back, and rapid, rapidly fired five hollow-point bullets from a distance of about nine or ten feet. Based on statements made that night by New York City Police Department Chief of Detective James Sullivan, numerous reports at the time claimed that before firing, Chapman called out Mr. Lennon and dropped into a combat stance. Later, court hearings and witness interviews did not include either Mr. Lennon or the combat stance description. Chapman said that he does not remember calling out to Lennon before he fired, and that Lennon did not turn around. He claimed to have taken a combat stance in a 92 interview with Barbara Walters. One bullet missed Lennon and struck a window of the Dakota. According to autopsy report, two bullets entered the left side of Lennon's back, traveling through the left side of his chest and his left lung with one exiting from the body and one lodged in his neck. Two more bullets hit Lennon in his left shoulder. Lennon, bleeding profusely from external wounds and from his mouth, staggered up five steps to the security reception area, where he said, I'm shot, I'm shot. And he then fell to the floor, scattering cassettes that he was carrying. Jose Perdomo, the doorman, shook the gun out of Chapman's hand and kicked it across the pavement. Concierge worker Jay Hastings first started to make a tourniquet. But upon ripping open Lennon's bloodstained shirt and realizing the severity of the musician's multiple injuries, he covered Lennon's chest with his uniform jacket, removed his blood-covered glasses, and summoned the police. Chapman removed his coat and hat to show he was not carrying any concealed weapons, and remained standing on West 72nd Street, waiting for police to arrive. Under his coat, he wore a promotional t-shirt for Todd Rundgren's album, Hermit of Mink Hollow. Perdomo shouted at Chapman, you know what you just did? To which Chapman calmly replied, I just shot John Lennon. Officers Stephen Spiro and Peter Colin were the first policemen to arrive at the scene. They were at 72nd Street and Broadway when they heard a report of shots fired into Dakota. The officers arrived around two minutes later and found Chapman standing very calmly on West 72nd Street reading a paperback copy of The Catcher in the Rye. They immediately put Chapman in handcuffs and placed him in the back seat of their squad car. Chapman made no attempt to flee or resist arrest. Colin said to Chapman, He apologized to us for ruining our night. I turned around and said to him, You gotta be fucking kidding me. You were worried about our night? Do you know what you just did with your life? We read him in his rights more than once. Officer Herb... Frohberger and his partner Tony Palma were the second team arriving on the crime scene. They found Lennon lying face down on the floor in the reception area, blood pouring from his mouth and his clothing already soaked with it. With Hastings attending to him, officers James Moran and Bill Gamble then arrived on the scene. Frohberger put Lennon in the car. Moran and Gamble then drove Lennon to Roosevelt Hospital on West 59th Street, followed by the two who drove Ono to the hospital. According to Gamble, in the car, Moran asked, Are you John Lennon? Or, do you know who you are? To which Lennon nodded, but 
could only manage to make a moaning and gurgling sound when he tried to speak, and lost consciousness shortly after. The day after the murder, London's remains were cremated at Ferncliffe Cemetery in Hartsdale, Westchester County, New York, and his ashes were scattered in Central Park, inside of their apartment. Chapman was taken to the 20th Precinct on West 82nd Street, where he was questioned for eight hours before being brought to New York New York County Criminal Court on Center Street in Lower Manhattan. A judge remanded Chapman to Bellevue Hospital for psychiatric evaluation. In 1981, despite advice by his lawyers to go to trial, Chapman pleaded guilty to murdering Lennon, saying that the guilty plea was the will of God. Under the terms of his guilty plea, he was sentenced to 20 years in life, to life with eligibility for parole in 2000. Before his sentencing, he was given the opportunity to address the court, at which, he point, at which point he read a passage from The Catcher in the Rye. He has been denied parole 11 times, and remains incarcerated at the Wen Correctional Facility east of Buffalo, New York. Let us know what you think about this case. Are you, were you a fan of John Lennon? And if you were a listener, perhaps you were alive when Lennon was shot. What do you remember from that moment? But that is all we have for this episode. If you'd like to support the show, consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. As always, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to give a like and thumbs up on this video. And please, hit that subscribe button. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. Follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, Buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash true crime never sleeps. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology. Making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy Paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big-